what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange on the Mesh Podcast Network, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. On today's show, we're still in the midst of a pandemic. COVID has not magically disappeared, and our businesses are having to adapt. We'll give you some areas that you should be focusing on with your customers. Our guest today is an entrepreneur who is working to help people build online businesses. We'll be talking with Case Lane about her upcoming book, The Aspiring Entrepreneur's Practical Guide to Getting Started with an Online Business. And she'll share some ideas with our listeners to help them get started with online businesses. And finally, we'll share some of our small businesses of the month with you, where we'll highlight some interesting businesses that you should be checking out. My name is Jeff Newville. I'm your co-host. I'm the director of the Small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who is the dean of the School of Workforce, Productivity, and the, Art, and the Arts at Catawba Valley Community College. Gary, how are you doing today? Jeff, I'm doing great. Plugging through. As you said, we're still in the middle of the pandemic, but uh, we're working hard moving forward. Yeah, I... I, I always stumble over your official title. Have they added any additional schools or, or responsibilities to your job at this point in time? No, I, I stumble over it too, uh, the title. But it's exciting what we have in our uh, school. We have all the technical trades and all the folks, as you mentioned, uh, the arts. And people say, well, how do the arts fit with all the technical business programs? And I said, they fit great because each person whether they're in advertising, graphic design, or photography, or music, they all are individuals that have great skills in a specific area, and they're going to make money from that. They're going to be entrepreneurs or small business owners in many cases. So that's how they fit. I get to tell that commercial every time you ask me that question. That's good. Well, I, you know, and, and you know, when I when I think hey, of your Kurt. title, well, when I think of your title, I always remember one of the business lessons I learned from from. Uh, industry is it's always cheaper to give someone a new title than a raise. So, you know, I I, see that that's exactly how we handle it at the college. I have lots of new titles, but I'm still in the same place. Yeah, I know, but you get new business cards on occasion. So that's good. I actually love what I'm doing, as you know. Well, well, you know, we're, our college is still, you know, where a lot of us are, are working from home and, and we're sort of going back and forth and whatnot. And and I was looking through Forbes magazine recently and, and a fellow named Jeff Bezos wrote an article about uh, dealing with the post-COVID business opportunities. I just wanted to share a little bit uh, with you and our listeners of uh, because I know that a lot of the, the, the work I've been doing with my clients has been a little bit more internally related in that uh, we, we really focused on their uh, their expenses and revising sales projections and and really focusing on cash flow. It's been more of an internal type process. But, um, you know, the article really reminded me that we need to be telling uh, people that they also have to be focusing on on uh, their customers. And he threw three things out there to be thinking about uh, when it comes to your customers. Number one, just the importance of uh, 
connecting and reconnecting with customers in, in this new normal in that um, people's habits and preferences have changed due, the, due to the pandemic and you have to be finding the right way to meet with them, uh, examining that, uh, you know, should you be focusing on online ordering, how you're social distancing if you're a business that's going to be meeting directly with clients, but just sort of what adjustments that you're making. And, and our guest uh, will be talking about online businesses. So I think that's uh, going to be a, a good fit there. And he also talks about uh, creating synergy and really talk. And when he talks about synergy, he gets into thinking about are there ways that you can be expanding your business into different products or services that are now in need. Things have changed out there. So uh, talking with your customers, your clients to assess how their needs are changing and are, are you in a position where you can be meeting those needs. And then the third thing he talks about, which I thought is good, is that what, what does everybody need right now? Peace of mind. So it's really as, as we communicate with our, our customers, one of the messages that we need to be getting across is that the, the, the way that we handle our business with them, the way we service their accounts, we can do it in a, in a safe way and, and just provide them assurances that uh, we're doing what's necessary to operate during this environment, this COVID-19 environment, um, and, and uh, they can be comfortable working with us. So what do you think about them, Apple Scary? That's a lot of stuff that you just said. Um, and maybe we take them one by one. And we're a business at the college. And a lot of people don't think about that. But we're really focused on our customers who are our business partners as well as our students. Um, but, you know, coming back to the last one, you talk about peace of mind. I think that's one of the things that we're trying to do with our employees as well as our partners and our students is give them peace of mind that we're here. As I refer to it, uh, we're open for business and I'm proud of what we've done in our school and our college over the last eight to nine weeks. We brought our students back in the technical programs hands-on so they could complete their classes and, or continue with summer school classes and also our business partners, con ed classes. And I think that was, Something when people are saying, my gosh, everything's, you know, shutting down and nobody's doing anything. Knockwood, we've been able to uh, hold classes. You've been meeting with tons of customers. I think you should talk a little bit about what all the work you've been doing in the last several weeks. That we're open for business and we are here to give that peace of mind that they do have people that they can come and talk to. Uh, and I think that's a big deal. I also have, I know you're here every day and I am too. I get gives me peace of mind to be working and doing productive things as opposed to I understand people have to stay home, but I think it's helpful to be moving forward and trying to do things productive. And that was a lot of stuff I said in a, a short answer. Well, and, and um, you know, I just, just thinking about uh, all the various businesses that we, we work with and come in contact with uh, you know, just the, the world sort of, say turned upside down, but it's certainly been uh, shaken and mixed around a lot. So, uh, so we're all uh, trying to operate, you know, whether it's the new normal or the temporary normal to be determined, but uh, um, you know, the change is constant. So we're all having, having to adjust, you know, I think, uh, you know, we're fortunate that uh, we, we've been able to uh, operate in a, 
safe environment, uh, you know, you and I respectively. I mean, for me, I've been able to work with a lot of people because, you know, my my online gambling sites have really uh, you know, not had a lot of action so far because sports have shut down. So I've been actually able to do a lot of work. But uh, hopefully that'll change soon as we get some sports going again. I was about to say that was that's good news, but I understand you want to get back into the old normal. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, anyway, it's stuff to be thinking about. But uh, I also uh, we're, we're fortunate to to have a a guest with us today. We've got uh, Case Lane, who is the founder of Ready Entrepreneur. Case, how are you doing today? I'm great, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on today. We're glad you're with Case. We, we, we appreciate you joining us. Case is an entrepreneur. She's a writer. She's a podcaster. She's got a, a varied uh, background, uh, including working as a reporter, a digital media corporate executive, a lawyer. She's lived and studied and worked in 10 different countries and, and uh, visited close to 100 different countries. And she's got a book coming out called The Aspiring Entrepreneur's Practical Guide to Getting Started with an Online Business. That's a little bit of a mouthful, too, Case, focusing on the preparation that people ignore when they're trying to achieve their business vision. So, Case, so welcome to the uh, Entrepreneur Exchange. Uh, you've got a you've got a very varied background. How did you sort of shift from doing uh, from the corporate world and and sort of move more into being an entrepreneur on your own. Yeah, it looks like I took quite a winding road, but uh, really it, it all comes out in the, the same way that I was looking for an opportunity to really do what I wanted to do. So I did all the things I was supposed to do. I'm I'm a big fan of, of college and I really enjoyed what you were just talking about. The students are still working hard and going forward with their plans and I'm a student. I have been in college a few times and I did different careers out of that. I was uh, a diplomat and I was overseas and then I came back and I did an MBA and I went to corporate. Um, but I wanted to really take advantage, I would say, of, of some of the great opportunities that exist by the, the fact that we now have the internet and that gives us access to the global marketplace and gives us incredible opportunities. Like you were just saying in that article about how that you were quoting that you were saying that, that there's all of this opportunity as well as, you know, obviously it's been a horrible time for a lot of people, very difficult time with the pandemic. Uh, but for entrepreneurs, for people who think about what else can be done and filling in the gaps, there there's a role there. So I was in law school and I started ebook self-publishing. I've always wanted to write fiction and I started write, publishing fiction novels and that took me into the world of online business where I learned about building a website. I learned about what landing pages are and squeeze pages and reader magnets and all of this new terminology. And I got into you know, looking at all the social media and digital advertising and so on. And I decided that I would like to work full time on being an online entrepreneur. And once I started doing that, people started asking me what I was doing and, and how they could do it. And uh, so I started to become more focused on helping people really prepare to go online, because I think that's that's missing right now. A lot of people just jump right in and they pick a, a platform and say, okay, I'm going to be a, a, a YouTube star or something like that. And they haven't really thought through what their skills and interests are, and then they have difficulty. So I decided to take a step back for everybody. I, I'm a big picture person, so I present the big picture. 
and say, this is what the online business landscape looks like. And uh, using my own experiences of lots of trial and error, I've put it together for people in a way that I hope they can understand. And uh, my book actually... um, you know, uh, the uh, I, I actually titled it Recast, and then I went with the subtitle with the, the longer one is the subtitle, The Aspiring Entrepreneur's Practical Guide to Getting Started with an Online Business. But I use the word uh, recast as a way of helping people sort of visualize themselves in a, in a new role in their own lives uh, to go from what you ever, whatever you've been doing now to, to actually starting to think like an online entrepreneur. Well, I, I and, and shame on me, recast is a lot easier to say, so I'm going to use that from here on out. But, um, I'm going to, so, so, so when you, when you talk uh, about becoming an online entrepreneur uh, mm-hmm. and the preparation that one should go through in order to do that, you know, you know, what steps should people be taking as they're considering becoming an online entrepreneur? You know, when, when you're, when you're talking about preparing people, you know, how do you, mm-hmm. how do you get them thinking about that? Yeah, what I do. So and in the book, I talk about the first 10 actions to take and I'll sort of go through them briefly. I, I start with the first five or what I call foundational actions. And this is what people really overlook is just setting up your self and your environment to work for yourself. Now, the analogy I always say, well, think about when you first went to work, let's say at a corporation or or what have you, and the HR person comes and takes you around and they show you a nice spot to work and they show you where the coffee is, and where the water is, and where the supplies are, and you can kind of get the environment. And then a lot of people, when they go to work for themselves, they don't do that part. And then they hit a roadblock, an obstacle, like, oh, it's too noisy to work at home, or I can't find a good spot, or I don't have the things that I need. And and that derails them right from the beginning. And it's sad because a lot of people, it's a bit of an excuse that they're using, but they will then sort of bail out of the whole thing. So I say right up front, foundationally, set yourself up to start working as an online business person. And the thing about it also is once you start putting that in your mind, like I'm going to spend a day walking around, seeing where's a good, where I can find a good place to work. You're starting to start to think like a, an online business person. You start to think like an entrepreneur and that momentum is going to help you going forward. So the first five actions, the first one is to take a deep breath, which really means just make sure that you, you really want to do this because online business is not easy. And you have to be able to persevere or go forward, but you start there and then you find that place to work. If you're going to work at home, you know, what, what's really a good spot to work at home where you can leave everything, where you can have yourself all set up, where people aren't going to bother you, where the Wi-Fi is strong. Like, don't pick a spot that turns out to be a dead spot for the Wi-Fi. And, or if you're going to work outside, you know, depending on where you live, maybe you can go to a coffee shop or I don't know if the libraries are open again yet, but you could maybe find somewhere else. And then um, put everything around you that you need. So number three is get, get your tools together. If you're going to be writing a lot of notes, make sure you've got a lot of pens and paper. It sounds really silly. It sounds really simple. But these are the these are the simple things that end up derailing people for months on end. Like they won't work on their business because they just haven't put these little things together. And then the remove distractions is number four. That's a big one um, because if all the distractions are humans in your house, you kind of have to do some negotiating. You have to figure out like, you know, if... Uh, the kids are playing all day. You won't be able to do video calls in, in the same room or things like that. So you have to figure out what that is. And then number five is to create your schedule. So once you have decided you know, where you're going to work, have your things together, distractions are organized and so on, give yourself a schedule just like you had maybe in the work world. So 
you might not have had ever had a formal schedule in your whole life, but you did have an informal one. You knew what time you had to get up. You knew what time you had to leave to make it on time to work. You know, you knew what time you were going to be coming home. So do the same thing for yourself in an online business. Just take it really seriously and give yourself some formality around it so that you don't get thrown off by what start out as little things and then become big things. And then mm-hmm. it sounds like it requires some discipline. It does. It does. Not that which doesn't work for everyone. <laughs> but part of it is, is I always get to talking about with people, what are you really trying to get to? So for some people right now, starting an online business is an emergency situation. They need to just make more money, which is fine. You know, that that's how a lot of businesses start. Um, for other people, they really want to improve their skills. And you were talking about that, like people have to take these these great important skills that you're learning and put them into place and use them and and you'll have them you know for life as uh, online skills are, are are really the way the world works now so whatever you're going to be learning you can have that um, some people want to really do something something of pro- providing value and uh, um, this is really important because there's so many gaps in the economy of things that people want and need and you know what they are you probably you know you think about oh i wish i could have this or i wish i could have that or uh you know if you have that would you you are you using a product or a service but you're like i could probably do this better (laughs) you know there's kind of like you know there's that idea so that's your entrepreneurial mind telling you there's an opportunity there because there's some kind of gap and not and Sometimes people will say, oh, everything's been done. And it's like, no, no, there's no way everything's been done. <laughs> there's, um, there's so everybody online is searching for things on, on when we're on whatever search engine, when we're on social media, when we're, you know, we're shopping, we're always searching for things. So that means that there's certainly a lot that has not been done. So I always say, focus on what you really want out of it. This discipline that you're going to put around this process and this dedication and perseverance that you're going to put into it is has a goal, and that's to get you, you know, whatever that go, wherever you want to be, whether that be just, you know, if you want more money, you want to have lifestyle freedom, you want to have some professional satisfaction, getting the kind of skills that you want, whatever that goal is, you want to provide some purpose, you want to provide some value, you've got a community. People build businesses around their hobby and then can spend time hanging out with people who like to do what they do. I mean, for some people, that's a that's exactly what they wanted, and it feels great, and and so that's why you're going to put the effort in because you're going to set that goal ahead of time of what it really means to you. Yeah, you, know, you, you talk about hobbies and and, and mm-hmm. maybe even passions. I mean, um, you know, what's how should someone's business idea fit with with their ideal vision. You know, how, how, how do those, do you see those things coming together in, in, in successful online companies? Absolutely. Um, uh, for so many people, this is what it's all about. They have a, a, a purpose. They see something that they think should be done and that's what they build their business around. So I say to people, um, which is actually another action in, in, in recast is when you're sitting down to come up with your business idea, you begin right from right from day like the minute with your interests like what are the things you're interested in don't worry if you don't you can't think of the business around it at this point but if you don't have a business idea yet as you're coming with your brainstorming write down what are your interests your skills you can put your education and work experience but that's not where you have to build your bit you don't have to build a business around experience you already have 
if you have an interest and you can and you have a passion around it, like you're, let's, let's say it's a hobby and you're constantly looking at things online around your hobby, you know where all the good um, forums are, you know where the good stores are for the products related to your hobby, that type of thing. You could build a business around aggregating that information together for people like you. So instead of everybody who's in that world constantly just searching all over trying to find things, you can be that point of information for all of them and you can build a business around that. So it's something you're doing already that you're then able to monetize and have for, you know, as, as a, a hobby that's also a business that also keeps you in contact with people who are interested in it as well. Like if you have nobody around you in your daily life, if your friends and family all think, oh, whatever that thing is you know, you, that you like to do, none of them like to do, you can go out into the world and find your community it's a great thing about being an online business right now. Your your market is the entire world. Almost everybody, 7 billion people are online and you can reach out to them. And if they have the interest that you have, you can come together. So it's about to just really giving yourself that opportunity to do something you really enjoy. And it, that helps you also with the momentum of keeping your business going. It helps you with the discipline of making sure you work on the business every day because it's actually, you're working on something you really enjoy doing anyway. And, um, you know, I hopefully that means that you would then stay dedicated to it. Cause I'd really, really like encouraging people who, who want to have their own business, of course, to stick with it. it it's not a easy road, but it, once you start going and see incrementally how it slowly increases over time and then becomes, you know, one day it might just, you know, go viral or something like that. So it's worth it to stick with it, especially if it's something you really enjoy and you're doing anyway. Well, you also talk about the uh, importance of creating a business action plan as, mm-hmm. you're, as you're going down going through the process, you know, what, what does this entail? And, and you talk some about uh, monetizing, you know, Mm -hmm. which, which when you're creating an online business, you know, that's always, that's always a challenge in any business of of how how do you secure customers and and make sure that it's going to be a profitable uh, venture. So, so talk a little bit about uh, when, when you, when you talk to people about creating a business action plan, what that entails and, and, and how you, talk to people about monetizing and, and profitability. Yeah. I'm, so a business, I always say a business action plan because I want the pe- people who are thinking about starting a business to really know that you actually need to take action. So a business plan, as people t- usually know it, is needed if you're going to be you know, presenting to venture capitalists or trying to get a loan from a bank or something like that. That's a much more formal process. What I'm talking about is the actual activities you need to do to get your business up and running. So I'll start with something simple and then I can also talk about monetization the same way. So let's say you have something that you're interested in, whatever your, your subject is, your, you know, product, service, hobby, what have you. And you decide you're going to start a blog. So blogs are, are still viable. There's uh, some people estimate 500 million blogs, but um, on every subject under the sun and more to come because there's still more information that people need. And there's a lot of niche markets that are not being served. So you decide you're going to start your blog and you start researching. So you have to figure out, you could just put in the search bar, how do I start a blog? And as you're looking at that information, 
you start aggregating that information into your action plan. So you're reading a uh, you're reading a blog about how to start a blog, and you take the points that they're doing, and however you like to organize information, maybe you write it down, maybe you put it in a spreadsheet, maybe you just make a, a to do list. You start taking down all those points. So they'll say, uh, "What is your your name? You know, you want to register a domain name." set up a website? Are you going to pay for one? Are you going to use a free site? All of these issues are coming up, but every single one of these things start, it becomes an activity in your action plan. You're doing enough research that you have the information to go forward. So in some cases, that could be just one really good blog about how to start something, could tell you enough information to actually get it started, and then you can move right on to the next step. Other people want to read, you know, 10 different things or watch a couple of YouTube videos or something like that to get a better idea. But as you're absorbing that information, don't just do it passively that because there's an analysis paralysis sets in and you're like, oh, just one more video and then I'll, I'll understand what I'm doing next. I always say take the information and actively start creating your action plan as you're listening to the research, watching, you know, the different things that you're looking at. Write down all those things. Take down notes about what you don't understand take down notes about there's a gap. Like if it says uh, register a domain name, but then you don't know what that means. So there's a gap there. So you need to put in another activity on your action plan that says learn about domain names. And so you'll keep going through until you have every single activity laid out for starting, just for starting. Your action plan will change all the time. It's very flexible, very fluid. Your business idea might completely change. That's very common as well. Entrepreneurs have to be able to adapt and and flex with what's going on in the economy. And you might start putting some feelers out to the community around what you want to do and not getting any, and then you're not getting any feedback. There's many reasons for this. You know, your your idea might be good, but your um your distribution or your marketing is off or your product's not that good in, you know, in terms of what the community is asking for. So what entrepreneurship is, is this iteration of going back and forth between you and your potential customer base trying to get on the exact right product or service. So as your, your action plan, then we'll just have to keep changing and adapting and, and moving to with that. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. And then let's, you get to that point. Now, from the very beginning of the process, you can start monetizing if it's a website by, I'll just, the most simple version of this is is advertising, of course. You put um, ads on your website. So you you could sign up for a service like Google AdSense. That's the biggest one. They will put the ads on your site for you. You just it's free to sign up, and you pay per click, and so on. And, and sorry, you, you earn per click, and so you you set up your your site. You can tell them where to put the ads. You can you can uh, remove pages that you don't want to have ads on, and things like that. This is a, a way to get ads on your website. But then you have to drive traffic to that site. So you're not going to get any earnings from clicking on the on the ads if nobody's on your website. So that's the next step then is you have to figure out how you're driving traffic. So if you have come up with a and traffic is just people. Traffic is is you know the industry term for how, the people that are out there online already. They're there, but you need to get them to come to your site. So that means what that means um, posting your blog 
on other sites where people can see it and then maybe come over to your site. It means social media. It means reaching out in forums, being an active, valuable participant in groups, Facebook groups or online forums that are talking about whatever your subject is. That way, now you don't want to say right from the first minute, hey, come on my website, I need clicks. You do, you want to say, I've written this great blog, I, I provide all this valuable information, here's where you can find it. Um, so you want to be a person who is adding value in any situation, and that gets people interested in you to get them to come back over to your website and click on those ads. Now, there's there's more, I mean, those that's like sort of the early stage when people first start monetizing a website, but then you can also become an affiliate. Um, meaning that you can advertise other people's products for a percentage of the value of the product itself. So affiliates tend to, to make more money, um, depending again on driving traffic to those ads. Uh, and then you know, that those beyond that, of course, you can start creating your own intellectual property. You can have books, courses. Um, you could have audio. You could create. Uh, uh, podcasts and then make them into audio files that you sell. There's, there's just a number of different ways that, that you can then monetize your idea once you've got the, that idea solidified. It, it almost sounds like that should be a separate podcast. We could talk probably about that for quite some time. <laughs> probably. So. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and one thing I, 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 I like is that you're differentiating between a business plan and a business action plan. And that, uh, you know, and, and Gary probably runs into this as well. You know, when often if we talk to people about a business plan, you can just sort of see the, uh, you know, the soul being sucked out of them. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. That, oh, I don't want to have to do that. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, people generate these 25 page plans mm-hmm. that, um, you know, are, are good for insomnia, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, but really focusing on the actions, I think is, is really important. Yeah. You know, I've read a lot of biographies and autobiographies of uh, famous entrepreneurs and not a single one of them begins with first, I wrote a business plan. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I always say, you know, uh, watch what they do, not what they say. And, um, and well, everyone started with taking action and, and that's for entrepreneurs today uh, who are especially in the online world where things change so quickly, you can come up with an idea and then the algorithms change on one of the big websites or, or one of the big platforms and you have to move fast. And so you, you can have, you know, again, I, you need the business plans are for somebody else. They're not for you. So if you are presenting to somebody, trying to get money out of people, that type of thing, then yes, you're, if they say you create a business plan, you're probably going to have to do a formal document. But nowadays, when you start online, you can often start your business at no cost down to you. There's so many free resources that are available and you can test ideas in so many different ways. And then when you see that you have a revenue opportunity, you can build up that business. And then if you need to scale it into a mega global corporation after that, well, congratulations. <laughs> a high grade problem, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, Gary, maybe we can adapt that into uh, the college's assessment uh, type uh, programs. <laughs> Would you be up for that? I'd be up to it. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> case, um, uh, you know, as far as as far as online platforms, you, you have any specific recommendations uh, for startups, or or is it sort of is it the wild west out there? 
It's a bit, but that's what makes it so great because it is really, it's both, well, you know what? I wouldn't even say it's product and service dependent. It's really entrepreneur dependent. Um, Right now, you will hear a lot of noise on the internet, people claiming, you know, blogs are finished, podcasts are the way to go, or podcasts are fading, videos the way to go, or nobody is reading emails anymore, but no emails are the most important. So you're going to hear all of the conflicts. All I can see right now is that tens of millions of people are doing everything. (laughs) So uh, if you are looking at that online business world and you're trying to decide, oh, what should I do? What should I do? Go first with what you want to do, because just like in picking your business idea, if you pick a platform that you don't like because you think that, oh, well, somebody told me this is the best place to be, you're not going to have the incentive to keep producing content. You're going to, you know, hate getting prepared. You're not going to like, if you don't want to be a blogger and you hate writing, then what's the point? Your, your work is going to show that way. You're just not going to be good at it. Even if you say, well, everybody in my field is in blogging. Well, that means that anybody in your particular industry who likes to listen to podcasts is, is not being served because they, everybody in the industry is in blogging. So then maybe you need to create a podcast in that area, you know, or maybe you need to do YouTube videos in that area. Depends on what you like. So I always start first picking, pick the platform where you're comfortable. If you don't like being on camera and you worry about that day and night and you don't do anything on your business because you're worried about being on camera, then don't be on camera, <laughs> pick something else. Um, so I always say, start with the platform where you are most comfortable, whichever you like, whichever works for you. And then you're still, the most important thing is your content, your message that you're getting to your community, that they can find you. So you, you know, if you don't, aren't sure, what do you like to listen to? If you like to listen to podcasts and you think podcasts are great, then maybe that's where you need to be. Maybe you've never thought of even doing that before. Maybe you don't think you'll sound good on a mic or something, but you listen to podcasts all the time. So if that's the community that you're in, then maybe that's where you could start, at least start. And you could always change later. That's the other thing. It, you know, everything, I say everything is a learning experience. Even if you spend some money, it's not very expensive. When you're getting started, you spend some money and you're like, oh, I hate podcasting. I bought this nice microphone. I don't like it now. That's okay. You can put the microphone aside. You'll need it later maybe and just start to work on something else. I think yeah, that's your advice that you've talked mm-hmm. about is doing something that you like or are yeah. interested in. I mean, that's a, not just doing it because people say, because when we're getting, particularly as an entrepreneur, we're spending 24-7 on the idea and what we're going to do. If we don't like it, it's not going to do well. That's exactly it. Yeah. And the, there's just one other piece we have in this online business world, which is a big piece, is the ability to easily, inexpensively outsource work we don't like. (laughs) So there are a lot of services online where you can send the work to be done quite inexpensively. Uh, I'll give you an example. I heard from uh, Frank Kearns, who's one of the gurus out there, and he was talking about how to write a book without doing the writing. And he's basically said, uh, you have the ideas in your head, so just turn on the voice memo app on your phone and start talking and just say into that app, record and record and record everything you want to say about whatever the particular subject is that you would write a book about. And then take that information and just send it off to one of the uh, freelancers uh, out there. There's a, uh, sites like Fiverr, which is five with two R's on the end, uh, or freelancer, and just send it to somebody to transcribe all of your talking 
And then without even looking at it, send it to an editor to turn it into a book. So it becomes your book. It's all your words, but you didn't have to do any writing. And that's the kind of fantastic creative thinking that we can do now in this internet age, because again, it's not just you know having access to the online resources, but it's the entire global marketplace. So you can inexpensively create your whole book. You don't have to do the writing. If you've got all these ideas, thinking, you know, you don't have to think traditionally, like you have to sit down and actually type it all out because now you live in a world where you can outsource even something like that and still get the work done. It's still legitimately all your ideas. So it's still you, the writer of the book, and you can put that out and have that as intellectual property. You can sell it. You can use it for speeches and all these different types of things. So I think it's really important if you, let's say you're in a, you're working in a, in a business, in management, in a corporation or something like that right now, let's say you have a team. And so you really kind of like that. You like to be a manager. You can do that for yourself as well. You could just manage your outsourced team all over the world and still maintain your skills as a manager and still have that ability to work, you know, your nine to five, as well as running your business with your side hustle, as, as everyone likes to say. So, so, uh, Case, just you know, as we sort of wind things up here, you know, your, your, how, how has your business been impacted, uh, by the pandemic and and mm-hmm. yeah, we were talking earlier just about uh, meeting our customers in, in in different ways i would think that online businesses are are something that people are giving more consideration to you know whether whether uh out of personal need or just mm-hmm. uh, just finding ways to meet people you know how when any lessons you've learned during the pandemic that you can be sharing with people yeah absolutely so I, I personally work online all the time, so that didn't change my work day. But you're absolutely right that people, even more people, are asking about online business. Uh, a lot of, and people, even people who are working, you know, you can see who's still collecting their income right now. There are pockets of people, big pockets of people, obviously, all the essential workers, uh, corporate people, you know, people are still collecting their money, but they have this concern about what we don't. What the future is? We don't. What is that new normal? What does it look like? What services are still going to be required? Who's still going to be working after this all unfolds? So it's a good time to look at your skills, your experience, your education, everything, and say, okay, if I was going to create another income stream, what would it be? And so that's what people are asking now, and that's why I wanted Recast, to, you know, to come out now and and to these. I um, the a lot of the information actually, if you're went through my blogs and went through my podcast, you would hear that the information that, that I've been talking about, how to get yourself organized and set up and go forward. And I like to have a very systematic and tactical way to do it. So to help people think that through, it's 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 a difficult time because it's, it's not something that a lot of people have thought about before. There's, there's some people who for ages have been thinking about, oh, I'd really like to do something online. Wouldn't that be fun or what have you? And now people are like, wow, like this is one of the few professions, another profession that kept working all the way through the pandemic was the online people. Um, I was really, you know, happy to see like a lot of the big name gurus put a lot of their information out for free. You could get teaching, you could get um, a lot of courses were offered for free and a lot of, you know, the, the encouragement around self-education and self-improvement and, and, and getting these skills now nobody's commuting. So you've got everybody, you've got extra time. So it, it's that it, it, for putting that information out there was really important. And I think a lot of people have managed to get it and have started to implement. 
the one the caution, we're not like one concern I've had is looking at some of the entrepreneur forums and and Facebook groups and so on, and people being really afraid and thinking that you know everything's ending or whatever, or or they don't know why should they put time into something if they uh, you know if it's all gonna who knows what's gonna happen in the economy and all that type of thing. And to that, I always say, again, I go back to the fundamentals about why you would do this in the first place. What do you really want? It, uh, it's not, you know, beyond the money, yes, okay, everybody wants the bling and all that stuff. But beyond that, think about your professional satisfaction. Think about your ability to grow your skills, online skills that are going to be needed for sure. You could already see how important online skills are. Even if you have a superficial knowledge of how to build a website, uh, that puts you one step ahead of somebody who spent, you know, this entire time just watching videos or what have you. So think about that. Think about the lifestyle freedom. Think about the ability to just have your life scheduled the way you want it. You've been kept away for months from your friends and maybe family and everybody. So um, think, you know, what if you just, like if you had to go back to work and not get a vacation again for a year or what have you, you still wouldn't see everyone. If you're an online entrepreneur and things start to open up again and you have the flexibility where you can travel, you can visit with people, you can spend as much time as you want. Think about that. So I really emphasize with people, you know, it's a bigger story than what's happening right now in this moment. And you know, the outcome of doing nothing, you know, like the outcome of doing nothing is nothing, right? So, but the outcome of doing something is at least 50-50 that you might actually get exactly what you want. So why not give it a try? I totally encourage your listeners, everybody, uh, if you you have a business idea in your head, if you're thinking about it, it's sort of floating around and you haven't thought on, you're hesitating, um, the give it a try, do something and see what you get, because it, it might, it, especially the way things are, you know, your chances of, of, if you're really filling a gap, if you're really filling a need right now with so many people online all the time, um, your chances of, of having some success are, are really, you know, really good. So as long as you want to dedicate your time into it, put in, put in the effort and, and make that difference for, for the people who want or need that product or service that you'd like to offer. Super. Well, well, and, and if people want to find out more about you and, and uh, recast and what you've got going mm-hmm. on, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, come on over to readyentrepreneur.com. So that's the website. There is lots of information there, blogs, PDFs. You can uh, sign up to join the community and I'll be keeping you up to date on the recast release and everything else that's related to Ready Entrepreneur. You can find me on social media at Ready Entrepreneur HQ on Facebook and at Ready Entrepreneur on Instagram and at Case Lane World on Twitter. Lots of good places. So now, you know, Case, we we always like to have a little fun uh, during our podcast and have a quick lightning round. You up for that? Sure. Yeah. Bring it on. Let's go. We're sponsored this uh, this month by uh, Ned Ryerson Insurance. You know, whole life, auto, flood, home. You really can't have enough insurance. Am I right? Uh, stay safe with Ned Ryerson Insurance. You should check it on the internet. So, so Ch- Case, we're going to throw a few questions. These are just quick answer questions. Mm-hmm. So, so do your best to give us quick answers. Okay. You have traveled extensively. What is your favorite non-U.S. country to visit? To visit. <laughs> You want a quick answer question on one of my biggest uh, things? Let's see. Um, well, let me give a shout out to Canada then. I will. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the quick answer that comes to mind. You know, all right. Uh, in subgroup, you know what? If you were going to visit a city in Canada, which one would you recommend our, our listeners go to? 
Oh, I'll get into trouble now, but I'll, I'll say uh, uh, Vancouver, uh, you know, uh, and I'll, by full disclosure, I have family there and I just, I love the, the being on the water and in the mountains at the same time. So, awesome. yeah. All right. Uh, what is your favorite quarantine comfort food? Mm, well, ice cream is my default for for all <laughs> all forms of comfort and quarantines, pandemics, hurricanes, floods, whatever. Yeah, ice cream is the default. <laughs> okay. If you had to choose one, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, or Jeff Bezos? Um, well, but to have a discussion. <laughs> That's, uh, this, is, this is your, your entrepreneur idol. I'd go with Bill Gates. I think that um, what he's been able to do, changing the way we work, was pretty fundamental. I think that's something we'll look back in time and and really analyze how that whole concept of of uh, aggregated applications on a laptop really just changed the way that we work. Well, he's having a pretty good second act as a philanthropist as well. Yes, so exactly. Exactly. Uh, do you have a shelter-in-place TV or movie streaming recommendation? Oh, uh, you know, I, I, because I work all the time. <laughs> I, um, I love. Oh, I just finished. I wa- just watched Upload. Uh, I love all future world things. I write future world thrillers as well. So I just watched Upload, which is about uh, having your conscience live forever as a digital download. (laughs) It's a comedy, but it's something that uh, we could probably think about happening in the future at some point. (laughs) I'm making notes for my, my, my watch list. All right. Last question. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Flying. <laughs> is that a superpower? If we can I think it, it I, I, I would go with that one. Because yeah, okay. <laughs> there are ways to fly, but yeah, I would uh, I would love to be able to fly. Or as right. a human you're, being flying in the air. <laughs> yeah, you're, not, you're not talking about being packed on an airplane. With right, exactly. Seat, right? Just myself. Okay. Right. <laughs> I would say my daughter would like that as a superpower. She's working in Australia right now and can't come home. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. it sounds like it sounds like you'd like uh, for her to have that superpower. Okay. Here. Yes, that's exactly true. Uh, well, Case, thank you very much. We really appreciate uh, you joining us today and, and, and sharing all this, this, um, this uh, great info and, and people can find you uh, out there on readyentrepreneur.com. We always like to end up with our small business of the month feature and uh, talk about some small businesses. Gary, uh, what's, uh, what's, what's your what's your small business this month? Well, thanks, Jeff. You know, I love this part of our show because it's the time we get to spotlight businesses that are just getting started, or sometimes we look at businesses that we're proud of their accomplishments over the years. And today is just that. I'm going to get to spotlight a local business that's been a model for new businesses just getting started. It's a family business. It's done it right. And as a result, they continue to grow and be a leader in the community. This business is owned by a family that we know well and are very good friends of ours. The business was started many years ago by Ronnie Lefevers, whose daughter, Christy, is our CBCC accounting business and office administration department head. Ronnie began his career in the tire industry at the young age of 12, working at Johnny's Tire Service in Valdez. Johnny West and Ronnie's father were fast friends who shared love for dirt racing at the Concord Dirt Race Track. And in 1999, after working 25 years for Johnny, Ronnie ventured out on his own purchasing his own, uh, it was an old Goodyear store in home uh, Valdez. 
with the support of his wife, Donna, and the knowledge that he obtained work from Johnny's tires, he was able to open and go on to be successful. However, in 2015, American Tire Distributors, Tire Pros program resonated with Ronnie. It's buy local, stay local, and that's the core of the business, and he became one of their dealers. Also in 2015, he brought on a new dream, expanding his business footprint, and he bought a lovely piece of land in nearby Morganton. Ronnie drew plans on construction paper, using the knowledge he learned over the last 48 years, and from the help of some friends, designed what was going to look like his next dream, which is to become uh, his second store on July 4th, 2020. He opened the doors for that store. Ronnie and Christy held the open house, which became a 4th of July celebration for the community. And they wanted, their mission was to give back to the community and given so much to them. They had a thousand people there. It was a great success. And he's continuing to uh, build on something that started many, many years ago, like I said, when he was 12 years old. One last unique part of his success story is that it's also pretty common to hear a father say his dreams to leave his business to his sons after he retires. Running a fever of dreams very close to that, but with a twist, he hopes his daughter and granddaughters will reap the rewards of his hard work and keep the stores running for many years to come. I get a little choked up because that's one of our good friends, Jeff, in the family. I'm really well. And what's the official name of their business? It's, uh, let me make sure I got it right, uh, Tire Pros Program and uh, Tires Plus. Tires Plus, okay. Well, you really don't want his dream to come true because that means one of your right-hand people would yeah. uh, be leaving the college. No, it's funny you said that, uh, Christy. I've been talking a lot, as you, like you and I do, and I said uh, – Actually, she said it before I said, she said, I love what I'm doing at the college and I want to be here, uh, but I want to help my dad too. But yes, you know, the problem that that business is so successful could be one of our challenges. Okay. All right. We'll still wish them success though. Yes, All we right. will. In Morganton, North Carolina. All right. My small business of the month. I was uh, reading a New York Times article over the weekend about end of life startups, companies that help clients plan funerals, dispose of remains, process grief, which pre-pandemic pre-pandemic had been seeing steady to moderate growth. Um, but since COVID-19 has changed and millennials are now a little bit more anxious about their mortality and they're increasingly comfortable talking about it and they might unfortunately know someone that... Um, has passed away. So this industry has been growing. And, and the uh, article mentioned a business that, that is my small business of the month. It's called cake, like the kind of cake that you eat. But this is a cake uh, that is an end of life, help you sort of type company. Started by a woman named Suli Chen. And uh, she met a palliative care physician, Mark Zhang, at a MIT Healthcare Hackathon, and they won first place at the event, and they went on to found Cake, and now they have an online platform that includes resources and templates that help users write their own obituaries, along with guidance on how to get them published. It um, Actually, there are no fees if you are interested in, in Cake. Uh, they, they're a venture-backed company. They make money through partnerships, and at some point, they might want to have some fee-based services, but none right now. Um, 
They will soon be integrated into the website of the British Bank, RBS NatWest. If you go to their website, you can create a trusted decision maker forum to communicate your health preferences to your doctors and loved ones, healthcare proxy forums, living wills, uh, all sorts of assistance to help you through end of life issues. Gary, you could create a digital asset plan so a maniac doesn't get control of your Twitter account after you pass on and start sending out crazy tweets. You know, well, they know it wasn't me because I don't tweet. Well, <laughs> but I follow you. Yeah, it's they've got some sort of fun sort of stuff planning for your demise. They actually have something called a tombstone generator where you can answer some questions and it provides you with a suggestion for your tombstone. Gary, you know what mine was? What's that? Egomaniacal podcast host. I like that. Okay. So they also have some suggestions like Viking funeral, or you can uh, shoot the, they might suggest that they shoot your ashes in outer space. So anyway, it's, you know, it's serious. It's serious, but there's also some, some levity to it. So uh, there are no fees. As Joe Bob would say, you should check it out. Their website is, uh, www.joincake.com. So, so give it a look. So very cool. If you've got a suggestion for our entrepreneur exchange, small business of the month, email them to us at eexchange at the mesh.tv. And, uh, if we use your, uh, suggestion, you'll get one of our prize packs. Uh, case, we want to thank you again for joining us today. We really appreciate uh, you sharing information and your time with us. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a great conversation. It's great having you. Thank you. Thanks uh, to our friends at the Mesh Podcast Network. You should go to the mesh.tv and check out all of the cool podcasts that they're doing from, from music to sports to uh, comedy. They've got a lot of cool things going on there. So check them out at the mesh.tv. And if you are interested in promoting your business, you can contact them and they'll be happy to discuss advertising opportunities with you as well. We'll be back next month for another edition of the Entrepreneur Exchange. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll look look forward to talking with you again real soon. Take care. God bless.